Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. The big news from yesterday afternoon is Malik Renault is headed to Indiana. He was there over the weekend on an official visit. I thought it sounded really good that Jalen Hood Shafino was with him and also both of his parents as well for a weekend visit after the Jordan Brand Classic All-Star Game on Friday night. But this is a big, big get for Mike Woodson and Indiana. As we discussed yesterday, uh, once again, Mike Woodson and his staff have struck late and been the beneficiary of a really good, highly rated prospect in the current senior class switching schools because of a coaching change, which obviously Renault was committed to Florida initially. The opening there allowed him the chance to be re-recruited and Indiana the beneficiary there. Last year, very similar situation uh, with Chris Beard going to Texas. It was Tamar Bates that became available very late in the 2021 recruiting process. So this commit yesterday, uh, I'm going to say, based on what I have seen and based on what others that know a lot more about recruiting and rankings and Malik Renault than what I do, uh, this is maybe the biggest get for Mike Woodson so far. Tamar Bates was a good one. He's obviously done well retaining players upon taking the job uh, at Indiana, but Malik Renault, a really big get for this Indiana team, especially in the middle of April for the outgoing senior class. Uh, Indiana now has the number one ranked class in the Big Ten Conference, and depending on which of the overall national recruiting rankings you look at, Indiana is a top five, top ten class for sure uh, in this 2022 class. So Mike Woodson, I think maybe the biggest question that we all had about him, fans, media, probably recruits, probably current IU players and others, uh, we know he can coach basketball. We know he knows the game. We know he's well-connected. But can he recruit? Does he know what it takes to uh, have conversations with the players that are 17, 16, 18 years old, maybe maximum, and get them to commit to his program and see his vision? And is he willing to grind through that process, which is a lot, especially during the season. And now that the transfer portal is in existence, it makes you work a lot harder, as we talk about all the time, to keep your current players. And I think the answer to that question is, can Mike Woodson recruit? 
Yes, he can. Now, how does he develop these guys? How does he rotate these guys through? Indiana has a lot of talent, especially if Trace Jackson Davis comes back for next season. A lot of talent, a lot of guys that played big minutes last year, a couple five-star guys coming in in Renault and Hood Shafino. How do all these guys play? Who sits the bench? Who isn't in the starting lineup? A lot of questions, especially if Trace Jackson Davis returns and it appears – Again, appears that there's a good chance he does. But, uh, boy, a big get for IU and uh, recruiting. A lot of recruiting news here lately. We'll cover some of the other things in just a moment. But I I do want to read this. Rick Bozich, who joins us from time to time, uh, one of my favorites. I think he's a legendary guy in our sports media landscape locally, and he's sure been good to me over the years. He wrote a, a column on the whole Mike Woodson and can he recruit at Indiana. And, of course, as Rick does, everything is worded so great. He said, quote, would a, and this is his question about Woodson taking over the Indiana job. He said, quote, would a 63-year-old NBA lifer who had been away from college basketball since he left Bloomington in 1980 have the conversational juice and day-to-day swagger to connect with 18-year-old prospects who had plenty of options. And his short version, obviously, can Mike Woodson recruit? And I think we all know the answer to that, at least at this early point of his career. The recruiting side of the game uh, has been very good to Coach Woodson so far. There's no question about it. So uh, this commitment of Renault, again, helps Indiana propel to one of the top classes in the country. There's been all sorts of reaction uh, on social media and different reports and stories uh, since his commitment yesterday afternoon. But uh, John Rothstein, who's a guy I follow, probably a lot of you guys do as well, CBS college basketball national reporter, he said, Indiana is now well-positioned for success in 22-23, regardless of what Chase Jackson Davis decides to do. If he returns, Hoosiers look like a top 15 team. So, uh, again, this does nothing but add to the off-season excitement. Uh, and, again, when the season ends, it's a bummer. There's no games to talk about. There's no wins, no losses, no dramatic finishes. Uh, it all goes away. And the NCAA tournament is now over. So you think, gosh, what a boring time of year for basketball fans. Well, when you've got this side type of excitement, uh, obviously, as far as players announcing they're coming back, as Race Thompson did, uh, and Trace Jackson Davis, there's a possibility of him uh, coming back after he tests the professional waters and then getting some big recruits in the offseason as part of it as well. And so uh, things are trending again this offseason very much in a good direction for IU as far as excitement goes. And also, I think the word that I think of when I think about IU's roster, if it includes TJD next season, is talent. Gosh, there could be a lot of talent in Bloomington next year. Also, one other note around the commitment of Malik Renault that I want to mention. Uh, Xavier Johnson, we haven't heard much about him uh, since his arrest uh, in Bloomington a few weekends ago. Um, you know, no one really knows exactly what's going on. We have not heard from Coach Woodson about that. Uh, he did tweet yesterday uh, after the commitment uh, by Malik, time to work with a couple exclamation points. So uh, is Xavier Johnson back? According to his 
tweets he's intending to get to work and ready to play with uh, Renault Renew next season it it sounds so uh, obviously uh, it, who knows what that means probably reading into it too far uh, but you do wonder what the future looks like uh, with Xavier Johnson and uh, people have said on this show their guess is at this point based on what they know and what they've not heard um, that he returns uh, to IU next season but who knows but that I did think that tweet uh, from Xavier Johnson was interesting yesterday. Also, and let's get into the show. Welcome in our show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one uh, coming up here in just a few moments. More headlines, some more recruiting news for IU. We'll cover that heavy IU program today. Later in the show, it's Tuesday, so Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join with Mike. We'll talk about this big get, this big commitment yesterday, a late one for Indiana that's a really intriguing player uh, with Mike when he joins us. Then later in the show, Mike. Mike Pegram of Peaks.com is with us, and we'll talk about uh, how the Hoosiers stack up nationally and in the Big Ten Conference right now. And there's been so many other offers and, and players of interest in the transfer portal that between Mike Schumann and Mike Pegram, we'll try to cover everything for you today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Thornton's text line is open. That number, hopefully you know it by now, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. And a reminder that the Big Exports Radio golf cards are ready. The course features, the card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round on the 2022 Big Exports Radio golf card. Supply is limited. Uh, BigExportsRadio.com is where you can go to order. Also, you can call 812-725-1457. Again, Chariot Run, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus for under $25 around a lot of great Southern Indiana golf uh, courses uh, on that card. So if you're a, a local, a Southern Indiana sports guy, an IU guy, and a golfer, it's uh, the perfect card for you. There is no question about that. couple show notes before we go any further. Tomorrow, you know, the Big X is the home for the bats this year. Uh, awesome to have the bats on our airwaves, 1450 and 96.1. With that, a lot of bats coverage at night, and we'll also have a day game tomorrow. So that means no Hoosier Report show on Wednesday because of a bats game. That's going to happen, oh, maybe about once a month uh, during the baseball season, but it's a great trade-off to have bats baseball here on the Big X. Also, Wednesday night, the Bats have, uh, because of that day game and no show that day, that opens up an opportunity on Wednesday night for us to bring you the Jeffersonville-New Albany baseball game. The game is scheduled for first pitch at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. 
always a big rivalry game. Both of those teams have uh, postseason hopes as far as competing for the 4A sectional, which will be played late May over the Memorial Day weekend up in Jennings County. And our first baseball game of the season, P.K. Falkenstein will be with me tomorrow night. We'll be on the air about 645 with our pregame coverage. Uh, look forward to being out at the ballpark. It'll be our first game of the season, our first broadcast of the season, and we've got some other big rivalry games coming up in May. We're going to get to as many of those as we possibly can. Stay tuned for announcements on this show, on my social media, on the Big X's social media. Some of those games may air on another station because of our BATS coverage, but we'll keep you posted with all of that. Okay, now back to the good news, the IU recruiting news, Malik Renault committing to the program yesterday. But that's not all. Remember that uh, there was a uh, McNeil, excuse me, Dexter, and his last name escapes me right now, from Wichita State. Uh, he is currently finishing up an official visit uh, with the Hoosiers. He was there on uh, Monday and then finishing that visit up today. Uh, so he is in the process. He's a Wichita State player, a graduate player uh, that is considering Indiana. And so he's someone in the fold to think about. Also a report I saw that West Virginia guard Sean McNeil, who's in the transfer portal, is uh, going to take or is scheduling a visit to Indiana. Uh, Dexter Dennis is the player from Wichita State. Thank you for that. Uh, he is currently on campus. But McNeil scheduled to visit Indiana this weekend. He's going to also take visits, it looks like, to Virginia, Cincinnati, and Ohio State, possibly Louisville as well. Uh, Texas Tech was in his final six, but I haven't seen anything come across about a visit for the Red Raiders. But another player that would help maybe on the uh, perimeter, especially as a shooter, uh, would be Sean McNeil. So Indiana, with the commitment of Malik yesterday, is now really in a tight spot as far as scholarships because as things stand right now, no scholarships available for next season for uh, the Wichita State player or for McNeil or anybody else, Dexter Dennis, that is, from Wichita State. So uh, that's with Trace Jackson Davis coming back. Now, if he were to stay in the draft, that opens up another scholarship. If Xavier Johnson were to have something come up with his recent legal issues, that could open up another scholarship. We really haven't heard from Jordan Geronimo. Is he back next year? Uh, does he think he can play the three and get lots of playing time there? That could open up another scholarship. But as things stand, a lot of players floating out there in the portal that Indiana's made contact with, and now with uh, a couple visits, Dennis and McNeil, uh, you, you don't know exactly how things could shake out. But that's the world of roster management in the crazy transfer portal era of college basketball. So uh, interesting stuff. A big get yesterday for IU. Some other players they're very much involved with from the portal. And don't forget, coming up this weekend is a live period. Coaches will be back out on the road. We'll talk about that some a little bit later today. But uh, IU very active right now with a number of high school players. We've seen their recruiting expand not just from 2023 guys, but down to 2024 and even a, a couple 2025 offers now out by IU as well. We'll head to a commercial break. Lots of discussion. Malik Renault, he's a Hoosier, 
Uh, big late get in the 2022 class for Mike Woodson yesterday. We'll be joined by Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier in the next segment to talk more about it. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we are back here on this Tuesday program uh, talking right now with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. And, Mike, obviously we start today with Malik Renault committing to IU yesterday. Mike Woodson has been really good on getting some players late. Tamar Bates a year ago heading into his first season, and now Renault uh, after Florida changed coaches a little bit earlier in the offseason. Uh, this is a big one for Woodson and IU. Yeah, maybe that's the new strategy going forward. Is you just kind of put, put your feet up, don't really bother with recruiting until coaching changes, and then assemble your roster at the last second. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously that's not going to work, but it's not a bad little backstop strategy that they've been able to effectively use here here the last couple of years. You're exactly right. The exact same situation with Tamar Bates last year and, and they've done it again here, here. Um, and it, it probably does say something about, you know, the, the comfort that guys kind of in a pinch like that are able to get with the IU staff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell you, Bates and Renault, uh, big gets here for IU coming late, big boost to the recruiting classes. And, and I'm going to get you to talk a little bit about him as a player, I've seen him a little bit on TV with his Montverde team and in the Jordan brand game as well. But Bates and now Renault have been big boost as far as uh, recruiting rankings as well. I don't, I don't know that they're really worth anything, but maybe for momentum purposes and to help with other recruiting efforts, they matter. Indiana now has the best recruiting class in the Big Ten Conference and one of the better classes in the country now in 2022. Yeah, they, they absolutely do. That late edition of Renault boosted them to top five nationally, number one in the Big Ten, as you said. Um, you, you ha like you alluded to, you have to take that with a little bit of a, a grain of salt. Um, you know, I, I went back all the way to the beginning of when 247 Sports started doing composite rankings that includes like rivals and ESPN, aggregating them together and some of Indiana's best classes didn't turn out, you know, to ultimately be their, their, their best as far as results on the floor. You know, you look back, this is probably going to be according to the rankings, their best class since 2013. Um, that class really didn't pan out too much. It was, you know, highlighted by a one and done Noah Vonley who, you know, obviously was only on campus for like nine months. And then beyond him, you know, you had guys like Stanford Robinson and, and Luke Fisher who transferred halfway through his freshman season. So so you you want to be cautious about not making too much out of out of rankings. Um, but at the same time, you know, they're they're going after high end talent and they're landing it. You know, some of the other uh, top classes included like Romeo's class, another one and done, Eric Gordon's class, another one and done. And that, that does take me to what I feel like is a little bit different about this group of four guys. 
with uh, Renault, Hood Shafino, CJ Gunn, and Caleb Banks. I, I don't see any one and dones in the group, but they are kind of in that sweet spot of, you know, from number 25 to, to number 100, guys that will probably, in, in varying degrees, contribute early in their careers, but also probably be around for a while if you can keep them around, keep them out of the transfer portal. So, that that's if I were to say how how is this class different from some of Indiana's other top classes? That's what I would say. I see the potential for as guys that can, you know, contribute early and, and contribute often for 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 more than just one year. All right, let's talk about Malik Renault as a player. There have been some glowing reviews of his game as a high school player and his college potential, and uh, I even saw and I'm trying to remember exactly who it was someone said he could come in and replace Trace Jackson Davis uh, almost immediately if needed and uh, you know had had some even expansions to his game other than what Trace has in his repertoire what have you seen I know you followed his career his recruiting and especially of late we got to see Montverde a lot on national television playing in the Geico national tournament and then of course he's been in a couple all-star games that have been televised as well. What can you tell us about his game and what he could bring almost immediately maybe to the Division One level? Yeah, it's, I've seen him play a bunch on, on national television here over the last few months. I'm disappointed. I saw him play live up in LaPorte, Indiana in, in January. I went up there to watch and talk to Hood Shafino and didn't realize I was sitting there watching another ultimate IU commit as well in Renault. So I didn't really pay much attention to him, but he did leave an impression uh, recognizing him as somebody that IU had recruited previously before he um, committed to Florida. But, but I, I I think it's interesting that I've seen those comparisons to Jackson Davis. Um, I I think they're two very different players and here's how I would describe their, their differences. Jackson Davis is an elite uh, athlete, especially vertically, um, you know, I think that's what made him have an impact as, as a freshman is just, you know, his ability to, to get off the floor. Um, I've heard him described as a pogo stick type player where he can, you know, you know, get off the floor very quickly, often, you know, jump, land, jump again, you know, impacting shots, getting his own rebounds, um, He's very a very quick athlete. Where, where Renault, I would say, is more refined and polished. He's not nearly as athletic as Jackson Davis. Well, he is a good athlete. It's just not a fair comparison to put that on Renault, is what I would say. But but in the post, I think Renault might already be better in terms of skill level. You know, his, his footwork, his ability to go to either hand, his ability to finish um, might be it. I, I would say is better than where Jackson Davis was as a freshman uh, coming into the program. So I, I don't think you can look at them and say, Renault is just going to fill that same role and do the same things that Jackson Davis could do. But I do think you can look at him and say that, that that's a guy that can have an impact on your program as a freshman. I think what's going to be interesting though, however, is what Jackson Davis does because it has a direct impact on how much playing time Renault can get when you add in others like Grace Thompson, Jordan Geronimo. It's a it's a pretty crowded front court if Jackson Davis comes back. I tell you what, some real challenges for this coaching staff, and I use not alone in this new college basketball world with the transfer portal. I know roster management is 
I think in some some ways impossible to really be diligent at. But a couple things, a, a friend mentioned this to me yesterday. He goes, you know, Matt, unless I'm wrong, five-star players typically come in and start and see a ton of playing time even in their freshman season. That's the reason for the big lofty ranking. It's also a signal to other five-star and key recruits out there that, hey, Indiana's a program where if you're good enough, you can come right in and play. If you fit the need, you fit the bill. Uh, do both of these five-star guys, Huchifino and Renault, do they both come in and get starting spots or dominate playing time? There's hard to figure out this puzzle right now. There's so much talent in Bloomington, especially if Trace is back. Yeah, I, I don't see five stars as kind of a one-size-fits-all description. I, I think you got maybe some guys in the, the top ten nationally, even, even the top five that you look at, and you think you know they're, they're going to be one and done. They're going to start and play 30 minutes a game as, as a true freshman. I, I don't necessarily see Huchifino and Renault in, in that category. While they very well could play significant roles as freshmen, I'd be surprised if they didn't. But, but on the same level, and this is something I asked Renault about yesterday, just kind of how he looks at coming into Indiana, potentially with Jackson Davis still on the roster, with a bunch of other veterans on the roster. You know, do, does he look at it as, you know, a developmental year? Does he look at it as competition? Um, you know, these kids that go to these prep schools, especially Mount Bird, uh, some some of the others as well, but especially Mount Bird. You know, Huchifino and Renault went went to Mount Bird as after their sophomore years, fully expecting to spend their junior years developing, not necessarily playing as much. So they're used to that mindset of you know having kind of challenges and obstacles in front of them, but with a, a long-term vision in mind. And I, I don't really see it as that much different. You know, Huchifino's going to potentially have Xavier Johnson in front of him, although one of those guys could, I guess, play off the ball. Um, Renault's going to have Race Thompson, potentially Jackson Davis in front of him. I just don't think they're the kind of five stars that you look at and say, you know what, they're going to be – it's going to create issues or – turmoil in the program if they don't play 32 minutes a game next year I think as long as they have a role as long as they are progressing towards big sophomore years I think that's the way to look at those two guys yeah absolutely uh, talking with Mike Schumann he's the author of the dailyhoosier.com you can also follow him at daily underscore hoosier on twitter and he joins our program on Tuesdays I loved a, a line, and I'm going to get into the transfer portal, but uh, you began your story about West Virginia guard Sean McNeil, who uh, is going to take a visit, it appears, to IU to Bloomington this weekend. You opened your story uh, talking about the Indiana staff continuing to walk the necessary and delicate tightrope that is roster management in the transfer portal era. Uh, there's a lot packed into that sentence, but that is a very true story. Help us navigate through the scholarship situation right now before we even talk about McNeil and his visit or Dexter Dennis, who's finish, finishing up, uh, I believe, his official visit later today. Yeah, so the, the current status is they've got 12 definitively on scholarship out of 13 available for next year, and then you've got Jackson Davis who obviously, if he were to decide to come back, would be welcomed with open arms so that there, there's your potential 13th. 
so that they're they're having Dennis on campus today and potentially McNeil this weekend with the view towards you know maybe not knowing if they even have a spot for them and so that whole delicate dance is you know how they how they communicate that to these guys how that you know, is received by potential targets. I mean, I, I have no doubt that McNeil and Dennis are talking to other schools that don't have such a complex uh, situation in front of them, probably a more clear path to playing time, et cetera. <clears throat> and so that that's the, the, the art of it. And, you know, it gets further complicated if, if Indiana were to welcome Jackson Davis back, were to land either, Dennis or McNeil and end up with 14 scholarship players, um, you know, how, how do you end up resolving that situation? You know, do, does a player currently on scholarship decide to enter the portal late? Do, do, do you go all the way through the summer with being an oversigned situation? It, it's just a really interesting time in college basketball, but I think Indiana is approaching it exactly how you have to. I mean, you, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're, you haven't addressed your needs, which I think these these last two guys that they're looking at in the portal, you know, McNeil and Dennis, are, are more directed towards addressing that that shooting aspect that's been sitting out there for a few years now. Especially McNeil, I mean, I think that's why you're why you're talking to a guy like that is because he is kind of on point addressing your your need to to, to add shooting, but you've got to be able to do it in a way that, you know, doesn't, you know, upset people currently on your roster. And, that, and that's the other side of it too, is, you know, if you end up oversigned, if you end up uh, recruiting over the top of people, even if you're not oversigned, you know, how is that received? You know, especially, you know, you got kids, you know, in, in AAU programs or, or from regions or geographies that, that you like to recruit you know, you upset a few people in those areas. So there's so many elements to this that that, that is just fascinating. And it's just kind of the, as, as well as they're doing, it's kind of the first world problems to have for a, for a program that, that, you know, wants to compete at the top. Yeah, good good uh, review, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. My guess, let's get more into Sean McNeil. Uh, I don't know as much about Dexter Dennis. I don't really recall seeing him play I've read some reports about what he could bring to wherever he goes and he's got a lot of schools after him as well but McNeil sure seems to fit the bill the bill for a player on the perimeter a shooter that IU needs I'm not sure how as we've already discussed how scholarship wise things could work out for him but uh, he's going to visit IU this weekend, and I think he's a player that IU should be very much involved with if they can figure out a way to make it work and if he wants to go there. Yeah, a guy that can space the floor, you know, shot 39 and 37% the last two years from three, so obviously something Indiana's looking for in that regard, especially after losing Parker Stewart. Uh, what I think he may add that, that they didn't have from Stewart or Cop, Miller Cop last year is someone that can create their shot a little bit more. So, you know, I, I view Miller cop as a, a catch and shoot guy. Um, Stewart was a little bit better coming off of screens or, or on the move uh, where cop was more stationary, but, but I see McNeil, you know, and he's, he's a guy that's been playing high major the last few years. So this isn't just kind of projecting and speculating. He, he's a guy that, you know, can, can 
create and score off the balance a little bit better than those guys have been able to. He's able to create more shot volume, which was a challenge for for Kopp and Stewart because they they both struggled to even get shots once guys, once coaches figured out that they could kind of stick to them on the perimeter where their biggest threat was. Whereas I think McNeil, you know, can get, get opportunities off the bounce off the move, also catch and shoot. So I think he's a little bit more of a diverse scorer than what maybe Indiana has had, and I think that's the appeal with, with him right now. Uh, all right, Mike, uh, Dexter Dennis finishing up his uh, official visit as well. He's a player uh, that will be a graduate player next season, four-year guy at Wichita State. He's got a boatload of schools after him as well. What do you know about Dexter Dennis? Really interesting uh, history with him you know he you think of guys coming into to college basketball and struggling to, to shoot from three when they're young and kind of developing over time he, he's been the opposite he shot 40 percent from three as, as a true freshman he even came into assembly hall when indiana played wichita state in the nit and i think he made five threes in that game and was really one of the difference makers that knocked indiana out of the nit that year um, but he's regressed. You know, he went from 40, I think a couple of years at 33 and maybe even down to like 30 or 29 last year. Um, still, still gets a, a lot of volume, has good looking mechanics. So you, you wonder what exactly happened. Is it, you know, a lot of attention from the defense is the confidence, not really sure, but where he really, you know, attracts people more than even his offensive skills or potential is on the defensive end where he was the conference player of the year in the AAC for Wichita State last year. Really, you know, 6'5", great length, great wingspan, really moves well laterally. Can, can, you know, if you're looking for guys that can switch and guard a lot of positions, which you know Woodson likes to do, he's a really good fit in that regard. So I think if you take somebody like that, you're you're looking to continue your emphasis on defense and hope that he can regain what he had going early on in his career as a perimeter shooter. All right, Mike, I want to squeeze a football question in before we let you go. Spring practices are coming to an end. I know it seems everybody we bring up uh, IU football with is kind of in the dark a little bit. Practices have been closed this spring. I think that's the first time ever on a regular basis that th- that, that has happened or been required under Tom Allen as the head coach. But w- what is your take on IU football? I get a feeling, kind of an uneasy feeling, that uh, the Hoosiers, based on some national predictions and just based on what we know, there, there's some, some areas of concern or areas more so of unknown about this team for the upcoming year. Yeah, your first point is spot on. It was it was really a total blackout uh, from from a media perspective as far as practice goes. There was no public spring game. They're at, they're actually wrapped up on Saturday was their last practice, and it was closed to the public. So beyond uh, media availabilities with Coach Allen and some of the staff and players, we, we don't really have a lot to go on. Um, but you know. I and others asked Tom Allen what I thought was the kind of the overarching pressing issue with this team as I see it, which is the offensive line, because I think they've addressed some needs on the defensive side and they have a lot of you know veteran players coming back on the defensive side. I think they addressed some needs in the portal on the offensive side with you know Connor Basilak coming in from Missouri as a former SEC starter. 
Sean Shivers coming in from Auburn as a, as a SEC player at, at running back. Um, but the question just really comes down to the offensive line and can that group develop? Because they really didn't add anyone from the portal on the line. It was kind of the the main issue with the team. And from my perspective anyway, beyond some you know quarterback challenges last year. And so I think, you know, are they the, the team that, you know, was in the CFP conversation two years ago or the team that went two and 10 last year, probably somewhere in between that. But, you know, if the offensive line doesn't take a major step forward with a lot of the same people that, that we've come to know, I think they're going to really, you know, have their work cut out almost every game. Mike, I've seen, I think, two projections so far. Uh, one was kind of a ESPN index thing. The other was just a straight projection on the upcoming football year. IU 11 out of 14 Big Ten football schools in the uh, proje- projections, predictions for the upcoming season. So uh, that's tough. It is tough. I mean, and you know, the, the Big Ten East, everybody knows about the top schools, but the you know the Rutgers, the Maryland's of the world, the Indiana was starting to think that you know they could you know, have a, a foot on the throats of those kind of teams. They're they're progressing in the right direction while Indiana took t- took a step back. So I, I don't think there's anything easy coming their way next year on the schedule with the road trip to Cincinnati tucked in there as well. So it, it's going to be a very challenging year, but I, I don't expect it to be as, as miserable as it was last year as long as they can stay healthy. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Again, check all this work out. A lot of the things we talk about, he's also writing about the dailyhoosier.com at daily underscore Hoosier on Twitter. Mike, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a busy, uh, busy off season so far. We'll talk again next week. All right, Matt. Always great to talk to you. All right, Mike Schumann with us on Tuesdays. We'll head to a commercial break. Uh, as we go to break, I just saw Jeff Goodman, college basketball analyst, tweet this. Uh, as of today, 1,418 players in the transfer portal. So I believe that that means uh, a record has been broken from last season. 158 walk-ons and 19 withdrew from the portal. Right now, a total of 1,241 scholarship players available in the portal as of today, April 19th. We'll head to a break. Mike Pegram of Pigs.com is next. More IU basketball on the way. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. Back on a Tuesday with Mike Pegram of Pigs.com, IU, and Malik Renault. He's the latest commitment for the Hoosiers. Mike, uh, obviously, Coach Woodson gets the credit for uh, any recruit that becomes official and the successes and also the failures of of a program any head coach does. But I believe uh, Malik was a recruit assigned to Kenya Hunter as his lead recruiter, and I'm curious – I think I know what your answer is going to be, but how important has he become in landing some of these uh, guys that IU has been successful with the last few seasons? 
Yeah, he's built some very good relationships now into the Florida prep schools to kind of add to his um, East Coast, D.C., uh, DMV area contacts and become really the, the biggest workhorse recruiter for Indiana. Um, they're fortunate that he stayed on with, because um, he was actually hired by Archie Miller and stayed on to work for Mike Woodson. Mike Pegram, Peaks.com, joining us. Uh, Malik Renault from Montverde, a big-time player, nationally ranked, a top 30 guy. He's one of the players that you expect to be able to contribute at the Big Ten level, even as a freshman. Uh, I know there's so many pieces up in the air right now. We were talking about this in the last segment, but uh, you do expect him to be a guy that plays some role his freshman year, much like we expect Jalen hood Shafino to play. Yeah, I would think that he would be good enough to make the rotation. Um, people will debate whether he will start or not. Well, let's first see what Trace Jackson Davis does. But um, he's got, a, uh, I think, a, enough of a phys- physicality about him that he doesn't need to hit the weight room as hard as some guys and therefore contribute right away. Uh, Mike, uh, this is obviously another big get late in the recruiting calendar for IU. Tamar Bates a year ago now, Malik this year. Uh, Mike Woodson and his staff have shown that they can get in uh, late with players because obviously once uh, Renault was committed to Florida, there really you know, isn't contact and his recruiting is basically closed. But I think one of the key takeaways here is both with Bates and now Malik Renault that IU's been able to get in at a late date and make up a lot of ground and, and uh, ultimately win the prize. Yeah, it's also a good argument to have a little scholarship flexibility at the end of the year with some of the really talented players in both these situations where coaching coaches moved and coaches are moving more than ever. Uh, and uh, that, you know, brings about guys ranked in the top 50 that are awesome talents and, and the recruitment goes fast. You don't have to waste four months recruiting a player that you might not land. Uh, he just goes in a couple weeks. It's actually pretty good to have that scholarship available. <laughs> Should this success here, and obviously really an overall good 2022 class, should this quell any concerns that Mike Woodson, a NBA lifetime guy, just isn't going to be able to recruit or he's going to be working behind the eight ball because of his lack of experience in that? Or, or does this say that Coach Woodson and his staff uh, they're capable recruiters. Is that no longer a legitimate concern? <clears throat> well, we'll see in the long run, but uh, it is uh, tremendous to have three top 30 uh, players in one year's time. And if Indiana maintains that pace, they they should have no excuse as far as talent goes um, in winning the Big Ten. And so right now the early uh, returns show that there should be no concern. Mike Pegram, Peaks.com, my guest here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Uh, you've seen Renault probably as much as any IU person that we talk to uh, on this show, even in person. Uh, can you give us some comparisons? Can you tell us more about his game and maybe what to expect? Yeah, he's kind of a little bit unique. He's not a, a explosive athlete uh, like uh, Jordan Geronimo or, or Trace Jackson Davis is on the inside, but he's got a tremendous feel for the basket, a nice uh, mid-range jumper that could maybe be extended out. Uh, and he's just very, very finesse uh, scoring inside as well and can play with his back to the basket. Um, just a lot of 
tremendous instincts around the hoop that makes him kind of a really uh, better than you would think. You have to kind of watch him for a while. But I remember watching Jalen Huchifino playing when, while well, Malik was committed or signed with Florida and thinking, wow, that would have been a nice get for Indiana because he just got a tremendous feel for the, for the game. And uh, now, now they actually came, came to pass. And uh, I think he's a guy who also will play in college for a while because he does lack that kind of NBA um, athleticism. All right, uh, Mike, it's uh, not going to slow down for IU from a recruiting front. There have been some visits. Uh, Dexter Dennis now, it sounds like Sean McNeil of West Virginia is going to check out Bloomington this weekend. Um, But also this weekend, it's a chance for the coaches to get back out on the road, another live period with the shoe circuits in full force. Can you give us a little preview of who's going to be where and maybe where the IU head coaches, assistant coaches will be at this weekend? Yeah, I think they'll they'll be uh, spread out a little bit, but uh, big biggest areas will be back in Westfield as Nike comes up to that uh, Grand Park complex just north of Indianapolis. And therefore, they can see some of these guys. I think uh, Brady Dunlap, a real good shooter from from uh, out west, is somebody that they'd like to, to come in and take a visit. And, and, and he's he's playing in that circuit, and and the really good young talent in Indiana is playing there. I'm talking about Trent Sisley and <clears throat> and uh, Jalen Harrelson, uh, and then KJ Evans, a really talented top five guy from that same Montverde team that uh, Malik Monroe and, and Jalen Huchifino plays for and Indiana was tracking him in Orlando and he plays in the Nike circuit. Then uh, South Carolina is where Adidas will be and uh, some of the two guys that have committed, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Gabe Cups will be there and some other really good players. All right, uh, Mike, I'm curious, and I think this is this is obvious, but I'd like to hear your response. A big commitment like yesterday and a really good recruiting class in general that receives reviews and is rated as one of the best in the country, how can that help momentum spilling over to 2023 and 2024 and players that IU coaches will be watching this weekend? Well, and everybody knows each other. They play on these shoe circuits and they run into each other. And plus, a recent development is everybody knows everybody through social media. I can't I mean, Gabe Cups is a like a god on social, on Instagram, and I was interviewing players in Orlando. They all know him, uh, and they're excited about maybe playing with him because they know him already through social media, even though they haven't met him in person. So everybody talks. So the momentum is even greater, maybe in this new world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike, where will you be this weekend? I know the Pigs.com team has been all over the place this spring watching a lot of these high school prospects. What's what's next? Um, I have a commitment. I'm not going to be out, but uh, we have three guys in Westfield, I believe. So we'll be, we'll be there to catch the Nike guys. And that's one reason I went to Orlando because I wouldn't be able to go to Westfield this weekend. So I have seen um, those players, and now our rest of our staff gets to see uh, you know, the EYBL circuit guys. All right, good stuff. Mike Pegram, Peegs.com. Of course, the Peegs website, P-E-E-G-S.com, and at Peegs on Twitter. Uh, great follows if you're an IU basketball football fanatic. Mike, thank you so much. We'll uh, talk with you next week and catch up on what's going to be another busy recruiting weekend for IU. Sounds good, man. Take care, man. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday edition of the program. Don't forget, no show on Wednesday. 
due to Bats Baseball. They've got a day game that begins at 11.05 a.m., so we will not have a show or podcast on Wednesday. We will be back with you Thursday and Friday at 11 a.m. And then on Wednesday night, high school baseball here on the Big X, and it's a rivalry version, Jeffersonville at New Albany, 7 o'clock first pitch, and our pregame coverage will begin around 645 from Mount Tabor Field in New Albany on Wednesday. Looking forward to being out at the ballpark for our first high school baseball broadcast of the season. And what a way to start with Jeff and New Albany coming up tomorrow night. But again, no show tomorrow due to Bats Baseball. You can catch the Bats here in the 11 o'clock hour starting in the 11 o'clock hour tomorrow. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday program. Baseball Wednesday, the show back Thursday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.